Over working lunches on weekdays and in pre-op rooms, at Valentine's Day dances and on tedious commutes, we so often forget. We forget that you made us, that you heaped up the dirt and the dust, and you sculpted it, and you breathed life into it, into us. Our breath is yours. Our bodies are yours. We are always, have always been yours. But we forget. God, sometimes we forget because we are exhausted. Sometimes we forget because we get convinced by all those whispers buzzing all around us that would have us believe otherwise. Sometimes we forget because we would prefer to just be our own. God, you made us, and you made us to know you, and love you, and worship you, and enjoy you. Forgive us, God, for forgetting that you made us. Forgive us for forgetting that we are yours. Forgive us for forgetting what we were made for. Help us to remember. We are yours. We are yours. We are yours. Amen. Oh, to Jesus I surrender. Oh, to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust. Let 
my feet your pathways follow me the words of my hands I surrender all I surrender all to thee This evening's scripture reading comes from Joel chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, and verses 12 through 17. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet, yet, even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests the ministers of the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, where is their God? The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God.
say these prayers aren't working anymore. Every word shot down in flames. What's left to do with these broken pieces on the floor? I'm losing my voice. Wednesday service. Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the season of Lent. Lent, a season of humility, reflection, recognition, and preparation. We gather with humble hearts in a posture of humility to reflect upon our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and yes, even our relationship with ourselves. We recognize that we have all sinned and fallen short. We recognize this human condition and the mortality that comes with it. And we prepare ourselves for the glorious culmination and celebration that is Easter. During the season of Lent here at Downtown Church, we will be exploring the scriptures through a series looking at the lens of change and the theme of change. And Lent is an ideal time to 
talk about change because humility and reflection and recognition and preparation all impact how we deal with change. Tonight I want to talk about inevitable change. Inevitable change. Lent is a reminder of an inevitable change. As we gather tonight, we are confronted with the inevitability of death and grief in our lives and the change that accompanies it. This is a humbling fact. It's a change that cannot be avoided, dismissed, or ignored. It's a change that we may find challenging to acknowledge, to accept, to even talk about. The thought of death and grief can be alarming and can make us tremble. The notion seems to stir a sense of gloom. Grief seems to hover like a darkness. These feelings are echoed in the words of the prophet Joel, who speaks of an impending day of judgment, a day of darkness, and a day of gloom. His words paint a vivid picture of alarm and trembling, of a great and powerful army approaching, descending. It is a day filled with fear and despair, a day when people are reminded of the fragility and mortality of life. But, but, in the midst of this darkness, Joel offers us a ray of hope. He calls us to return to God with all our hearts, open hearts, to rend our hearts. God does not desire for us to be left in the darkness. Verse 12 reads, yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from punishment. In the ancient Jewish culture, tearing one's garments, tearing one's garment was a common outward expression of mourning or repentance. However, here, Joel emphasizes that true repentance goes beyond the external rituals. It involves a profound transformation of the heart and soul. Yes, the symbolism of external change is important, but the substance of internal change is what really matters. Rending your heart implies a sincere, sincere turning away from sin and a genuine desire to return to God with an open heart, with humility and sincerity and contrition rather than mere outward displays of piety. Allowing God to enter into the deepest recesses of our being to transform us from the inside out, to let God do within us that which we are incapable of doing alone, that which is why we need Jesus for change, for transformation. The prophet reminds us that God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He is a God who desires our return, who longs to forgive and restore us to himself. We are his. In the face of impending judgment, God offers us a path of return, a path marked by change, a path marked by Jesus. 
Even in the face of death and grief, God offers us a path to return to him. Family change is inevitable. Yes, death is inevitable. Yes, grief is inevitable. It is part of this human experience. But amid any change, including death and grief, we can take comfort in knowing that God is sovereign. God is in control and offers us his grace and mercy. As we embark on this journey of Lent, let us acknowledge the inevitability of change. Let us open our hearts to God and allow him to work in us and through us. And let us remember that regardless of the change or the challenge we face, we can always return to God. God is our refuge. God is our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. It struck me. Lent is not a day. It's a season. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of a season. Lent is not a day. It's a season. Notice that. Lent begins with the imposition of ashes. It begins with acknowledging our mortality. It begins with the reminder that we are dust and to dust we shall return. Yes, that's what the season begins with. But it ends. It ends. As we move into Holy Week a few weeks from now, it ends with the resurrection of our Savior on Easter. Through our belief and our faith in Jesus Christ, death does not have the final say. Jesus conquered death through his resurrection, giving us all hope for eternal life. May this season of Lent be a time of transformation, a time of renewal for each and every one of us. May we take heed of the prophet's words and return to God with an open heart. During this season, may we rend our hearts before God and allow God to lead us on a path of change, a path of reconciliation, a path of restoration, a path where we do not fear death. During the season, may we be awakened to the beauty of creation and the joys and the sorrows and all the emotions of life that allow us to experience God in every way imaginable. And may we always remember that Jesus is the way the truth, and the life. And through him and with him, even through death and grief, we have a path to return to God. Thanks be to God. Thank you.
Let us pray. Jesus, so many of us spend so much time covering our bodies and our faces in signs that hide who we really are. We put on our makeup and our anti-wrinkle cream as if we were all constantly attending a masquerade ball dressed up as our picture-perfect, Instagram-worthy, flawless selves. But we are not flawless, Lord. And it's not like you don't know. You've known our secrets and our shames. You've known even those sins that we don't have the willingness or the ability to face. You've known them from the beginning and you knew them on the cross. Lord God, as we pray to you tonight, we bear on our bodies and on our faces a sign of who we truly are, yours.
as we receive these ashes, let them be reminded of our mortality and a call to repentance and a call to return to God. May we turn our hearts back to God, seeking forgiveness and renewal and restoration. And now may the grace of God, the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us as we embark upon this Lenten journey. Go in peace.